Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Was I supposed to say that? Yeah. Or was I supposed to act that out? Hello and welcome to the China Shop. I'm shopkeeper Dan and with me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Kyle's celebrating a big promotion today. He's the new associate vampire dentist here in the China Shop. How you doing today, Kyle? Good. Yeah, just just good? No, sorry, I'm finishing my tendy. <laughs> How does it taste, Kyle? How does that tendy taste? It's delicious. <laughs> like the salty tears of ken griffin himself oh yeah yeah we are in the shop today talking about a m motherfucking c where are my apes at we got any apes here i know there's some apes in the shop today it's okay to be an ape and not a bull we we let everybody in the shop apes can smash china with the best of them oh okay hang on mm. yeah kyle's got a lot of attendees to eat today because uh uh yesterday virgin galactic had a hell of a run and today gme and amc are both on hell of a runs uh, it feels good to finally be going the right direction <laughs> Yeah, yeah, watching that portfolio be green several days in a row, and not just a little green, a lot of green. I think I'm actually back to where I started the year at now, finally. <laughs> for account value. I think uh, if you look at my actual trade log, I'm actually doing all right. But yeah, most of that's from selling contracts. Well, if you do find yourself uh, new to the China shop... Uh, and new to trading in general, you can always check out our Knowledge Center on FinancialNeptitude.com. You can give our uh, beginning trading episode a listen. We've got Comedians Getting Invested episode. That's a good introduction. We've got an introduction where we talk with uh, Dr. Hans, the the investing tutor. That's a great place mm, to get started. That's a good one. And uh, we also have an Options 101 if you want to start diving into the world of options where we ex- break down the basics and explain to you. Uh, you're also more than welcome to join our Discord server. Kyle and I are on there every day. It's really an awesome place to be. Uh, you can join that server and send us a private message or email with your mailing address, and we'll send you a smash-it-yourself mug straight from the shop. Uh, we're, we're just really glad everybody's here. Uh, we have a lot of fun. It's better with friends. And uh, it's also a lot of fun to be talking about something exciting, like a mm. seemingly potential squeeze in AME and GME that are going on. Yeah, the squeeze hasn't even started yet, buddy. We haven't even gotten started. That's why I said a potential. <laughs> We've been seeing some impressive almost 20% gain today on AMC. Uh, I'm looking at GME. GME is doing pretty well, too. It's up 16%. Nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> no, not at all. All right, well, where should we start this thing at? Well, we did just recently watch a squeeze with GME. We were... We were doing the show. We were paying attention before, during, and after. Uh, so, so I think since we're talking about squeeze, a little little quick refresher of what happened with GME 
would be in order. All right. Where do you want to start with that? <laughs> well, I think we should start with that. When we first started talking about it back in November, we, you know, we weren't the only ones. People were talking about how the short interest was got over 100% on that one. And that's like just 130. Yeah. I actually blew you off too. I was like, ah, there's no way that could be right. Yeah, right. I was like, <laughs> you talk you out of it. You're like, oh, because you were talking about it right before the earnings. Yeah. I thought the oh, earnings right. was going to make it pop. I really did. I thought they were going to have good earnings because of the PS5, Xbox pre sales. That was one of our first side bets too, wasn't it? It was. It was. <laughs> I think I won the side bet, but I got sucked into your enthusiasm and ended up buying shares and losing $100. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Because we didn't hold. Oh, uh, I know. How much of those shares be worth now? That was at 17. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you, you didn't want that uh, 10 times gain, Kyle? You just left that on I the table. Hmm. still didn't believe it until I saw it. Uh, and I'm I'm just like the kind of the very easily distracted by the next bright, shiny object. So like when it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, I was talking about that with Kyle. <laughs> hey, everybody, look at this. We talked about this on the show. It's happening. And then you promptly forgot about it. <laughs> and then I promptly forgot and failed to profit. <laughs> A GME was really one hell of a unique situation, though. I mean, yes, yes. and like the numbers for AMC don't quite look as similar, but we get into a lot more on that because we can only go by what's reported, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, GME was the first one, so they're probably a little less careful about guarding what the true numbers were, allowing it to report 130 some percent, whatever the actual number was. Yeah, it was a lot more blatant, uh, I think. When you've got more short, more shares shorted than shares exist, it's it's clearly the symptom of an of a problem yes that is a major issue (laughs) we've got 10 baseball cards and it's been borrowed and sold 20 times well guess what there's only 10 cards only 10 people can own it yep but now potentially a lot more than 10 do now you have to find 10 of them to sell yeah in order to give it back to the other person and when it and when you have to find every share plus 30 percent (laughs) well that's just it's just basic math (laughs) (laughs) you have to find more shares than exist the price of those shares that do exist goes way up as we saw in January with GME. So GME had a couple parts to it. I'm I'm looking at its chart right now just to kind of refresh my memory on it. If you remember there was a gamma squeeze that happened a couple weeks into January that kind of kicked things off. It went from trading around gamma squeeze being when options expire. No, that I think that's kind of a misnomer. Um, I think it has more to do with what Richard was telling us about as far as uh, Delta hedging. So there is so many options, contracts that were sold and owned by people waiting for this thing to pop that the fir- the closer the price got to those contracts coming into the money, the more shares that the market makers had to buy in order to hedge themselves and keep themselves Delta neutral. Oh, and then okay. that okay. them buying those shares, right, causes the price to go up even more. And then that just kind of squeezes itself. Yes. Squeezes. Exactly. It gets in a self feedback loop. And those are my favorite. <laughs> so a lot of people talk about how many call options are getting ready to like expire. And I'm not necessarily convinced that just the fact that they're in the money is I think they've already been hedged for is what I'm saying. What I'm thinking. Mm. Yeah. Like the, the Monday when they're coming due is not, I mean, that's the hedging happens like, you know, as the price is moving. Right. It's not, they wake up Monday and say, we got a hedge for last week. Yeah. Like they've already acquired the shares that they know they have have to go out and give well which is why today's 18 percent price movement can push it even higher tomorrow that can definitely start pushing the gamma squeeze yeah because all those there's a lot of contracts sold all the way up through i think uh, what's the highest on it now 28 for the end of this week yeah that's uh that's the one i found when i went to all strikes 
that was the highest it would let me sell at. I, I, I sold uh, one third of my position worth of calls at $28 saying, if it gets here, I'm, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> we started the day we were below 14, right? Yeah. So once 14 came into play, there's another 17,000 options that went into the money. Then 7,500 at 1450. Then when $15 hit, there was 19,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, to close over 16, that gave us another uh, 12,000, it looks like. So yeah, as that price starts rising like that, then yeah, they're going to start buying more shares in order to start hedging. And 12,000 contracts is 1.2 million shares. Yeah, so uh, that definitely could be part of what was pushing that 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 price up higher today even higher so than it was going and what we're looking for with that you know we want that gamma squeeze to kind of kick off this short squeeze kind of the mm-hmm. same way it did with with gme and you'll know when it's uh when it's actually squeezing because you're going to start seeing a lot of market halts it's going to get extremely volatile yeah or you're talking you know 50 percent gains one minute and then falling down another 30 percent the next like it's going to get it's going to get crazy yes I, I i remember watching the gme price just bounce up and down like a ping pong ball and that's how i actually got my shares that was the first time i made that mistake of using my cell phone to put an order in i accidentally bought another uh 10 shares when i was trying to sell 10 just make a quick you know 10 dollar profit off of it or 10 dollar mm-hmm. share profit yeah i ended up doubling my stake and then being stuck holding it when i watched it plummet down to 80 after the halt was done because i put that order in right when the halt actually triggered oh god (laughs) Uh, yeah lost half its value in like the next five minutes like fuck (laughs) what did i do then i started getting into the the whole reddit scene seeing what the hell was actually going on (laughs) now that i have these shares (laughs) like well i think i'll make it some more (laughs) that's right right so so we got to see a similar thing play out uh in real time which which was i feel like informative for what's happening with amc yeah. right now what's the what's the saying you like history doesn't repeat but it definitely rhymes yes yes and i don't remember where i heard it i didn't come up with it but no. uh, it resonated so true with me i've carried it around and repeated it yes i like that saying a lot and uh, yeah yeah and and one of the reasons i moved in i started selling puts uh, a couple about a month ago the weekly puts to move in mm-hmm. to amc is is i started really you know realizing like hey this looks like it's about to rhyme with what we saw in january i don't think that hedge funds have changed their business model enough to avoid a second occurrence i think what they've done is just gotten sneakier about it yeah like they're not reporting the full short amount of amounts yeah we we shared an article uh just i think we just talked about it last episode about was that btig uh back in 2017 was making the mm-hmm. when it was making the trades it was marking them a short exempt when they were actually short sales yeah so we know it happens it's happened back then it's definitely happening today that doesn't just happen that's not a one-off occurrence you know <laughs> yeah the other thing that i think we really need to mention we talked a lot about adam Aaron's uh, earnings transcript um, a couple episodes ago too. And one of the things that really stood out with that was he kind of just casually dropped this, this nugget of the fact that there were 3.2 million AMC shareholders, retail shareholders that owned 80% of the company. Mm -hmm. That was before Wanda sold off. That was before, that was back on March 11th, I think is when that statement was made. Yeah. A lot's happened between now and March 11th. (laughs) A lot more people have bought. And then the other interesting thing is that 3.2 million number is only the U.S. and Canada. Oh, that doesn't include overseas investors. Yes. Now, I think we ran our own little poll to try to see how many shares people were owning. I think other people have done the same thing. Uh, it seemed like the consensus average was probably somewhere around 150 to 300. 
Yeah. Uh, doesn't take a whole lot of math to see how many times <laughs> apes owned the float at that point. Yeah. 450 million shares outstanding, 3.2 million people owning 300 shares, roughly, we'll say. That's 900 million shares. Pull up my calculator. Yeah, that's double the float. And that's, and that's the other important element to the squeeze happening, that, that what we saw with GME. We saw social media fueling and supporting each other in buying and holding shares. And yes. just that simple move, if everybody is focused on just buying more and holding them, Mm-hmm. And not selling. Now, you definitely have people out there that are they're they're scalping the top and buying the dips and going, "Hey, look at all this money I'm making! Look at you idiots!" They're they're hurting the cause. But the fact of the matter is, is most people are buying and holding. And you 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 put those two ingredients together, retail millions of retail investors buying shares and holding them, and hedge funds shorting the company, naked shorting, selling shares that don't exist. There is an only it it's inevitable that the thing squeezes. It's inevitable. Has to be. And the only thing that saved GameStop was turning off the buy. Yes. That was the only thing that saved them. They were minutes away from a complete meltdown of the entire financial system. Really yeah. It seemed like. <laughs> and then, yeah, so what did they do? They shut off. They, they literally stopped everybody's ability. And I should say they stopped retail's ability. Yes. To purchase new shares. And without that pressure, with it's literally like you're standing in an auction house. And there's so many people bidding on the item, the price is soaring. So you say, all right, everybody who's not in the first 10 feet, get out of the room. No, it's more like everybody who doesn't have uh, $300 million to their name, uh, take their paddles away. Yeah, yeah, just take their paddles away. They're not allowed to bid anymore. It doesn't matter how much yeah. money they want to put up for it. They're not yeah. in the special club. Take their paddles. Like, oh, well, you bastards. And uh, anybody who's still with Robinhood right now, like, please, please get away from that. Yeah. Uh, there is at least three more instances to where they had cri- uh, outages when people trying to sell their fucking Dogecoin or crypto. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is not a one off for them. They've done it multiple times now. E- even if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, the best case scenario is they're incompetent and can't handle the high volume trading that they allow. Yeah. And you really don't want to be stuck with them if uh, time comes to sell and and you can't. <laughs> yeah. You, either you can't or they close it out for you. Because I've seen some other instances where yeah. people are claiming that's happened to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you read the fine print when you sign up for the service, Kyle, it says they can do that whenever they need to. You know, speaking of people transferring too, how many instances have you seen? I've seen quite a few of people where it takes days to get their actual shares delivered to them. A lot of that on social media. To where they call the brokerage and say, hey, uh, you know, where are my shares at? You know, everything else showed up a week ago. And they'll be like, oh, well, we can only give you what's actually held in your account. That's that's the only thing they'll say. Yeah, which implies that they're not actually holding your shares. You're holding an IOU. And, uh, you know, Fidelity is not going to take IOUs from Robinhood. Right. And that IOU is is really at the heart of what we're talking about with the squeeze. Like if yes. they're using IOUs instead of shares... That's damaging to the system. They're hurting the system. That's and and I would consider it a level of fraud. I would too. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, we had that that one tweet I saw where the guy was like, "Just put a serial number on the share. Problem solved." Like, yes. Why can't we do something like that? <laughs> the thing, I mean, because I still believe short selling has a place. It does in delta hedging <laughs> and many other instances. <laughs> Keeping companies honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but you can't short the stock if you can't get a hold of it to borrow it. It's just as simple as that. Yes. Like that's where the, the disconnect is. The market maker can't just go ahead and decide to do it because they want to collect the money and the premium or the interest that they're going to collect off of loaning these out. It's, it boggles my mind because if this was anything other than stock securities, the, it would never have even been a, an issue. I can't rent my house to Kyle and also rent it to my, my cousin and have them both get a house. That's not how it works. Right. I can't sell my car to you and my neighbor. Right. And have us both get a car. Yeah. Only There's only one car. <laughs> at the end of the day, one of us is going to, somebody's going to have it, but it won't be everybody. It's just impossible. I got to say, the it, it's, it's, it's been fun and exciting to be in the AMC Ape Army, the AMC club. Uh, I ran into an old coworker, old boss of mine from when I worked uh, at at world market mm-hmm. and uh was at a pizza place and we sat down we got to catch up and it turns out that we were both uh both holding shares oh nice yeah yeah and it was it was it was just a really nice moment he was like how many shares you got i got this many i was like i got this many high five <laughs> <laughs> hold to the moon it really is a good community I, I i think that's one of the things that i've enjoyed the most about owning shares is uh just the the support that everyone gives each other on uh, on Twitter, on Reddit, uh, stock twits, all those different communities. I wish I wish there was a way to set up like a round robin. Like, okay, we get the price to hundred thousand, and then and then we're going to go through, and everybody can sell one share, and we'll go through the list, and then start back <laughs> over, and we all get a piece. <laughs> That's the thing. Something that makes me sad. I don't. Even, I don't know if we should cover it on the special, Kyle. But what's that? Not everybody can get rich off of off of a squeeze. It depends, right? It depends on how many shares have actually been sold short. That's really what it's all going to come down to. Well, what I'm saying is if it's $100,000 a share and everybody's getting rich, then we're all become sellers at the same time. That's going to push that price down pretty quick. Yeah, but uh, at that point, there should be so many people that need to buy it. If they need to buy them twice over, it's not really going to matter that much. Okay. All right. I don't think. Well, Maybe it's just the naysayer in me who I just, I fear that, uh, because if it was organized, it would be illegal, right? You're not right. just, just like, <laughs> although it's not illegal to count cards, but the, you know, the casino doesn't want you to count <laughs> cards. Like right. you're not allowed to like in Reddit, you can't organize and say like, okay, we're going to sell one at a time. Everybody sign up on the list like that. Yeah. That would be, uh, probably pushing it. That's, I believe, <laughs> I, I actually believe that's racketeering. I have to, I have to double check that. But for everybody who doesn't know the definition of racketeering. The price fixing? Yeah. Yeah, that'd probably be over the line. Oh, that's just racketeering, dishonest and fraudulent business dealings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember somebody getting charged for racketeering when they were, that's basically what they were doing, is the collusion. Well, I mean, what point does, like, if you and I own the entire float, like, could I tell you, like, hey, I'm not going to sell mine until this price. And you can say, okay, I'll join you. I don't know. That's a good question. Like, where do you draw that line, right? Hmm, well, maybe it is allowed. I don't know. I, I don't want to test it. <laughs> All right. Let's, <laughs> let somebody let's, else take the. <laughs> let's call up the China shop lawyer. Uh, do we have one yet? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to make it bigger. Yeah, there's there's no there's no WebMD for law stuff that I can yeah. find, so I can't make AI my lawyer. If anybody is a securities lawyer <laughs> that's listening to our show and wants to join our Discord, uh, I'll give you a shiny mug for for free stock advice. You want to answer some really bonkers <laughs> questions? <laughs> <laughs> what is and isn't legal? Right. So where do you see? 
Where do you see this thing going? What do you think is the, the future for AMC after what we've just seen today? If it rhymes with GME, we are going to see the squeeze. Mm-hmm. It's going to get up in the hundreds. They're going to shut it down. I mean, it's guaranteed it'll hit the circuit breaker. Yes, it'll, it'll definitely halt. Probably several times. And that's, that's a volatility mechanism. That's not anything that's... Yeah, that's not anything nefarious. That's up yeah. or down. Anything gets too volatile, they automatically do the circuit breaker, which, which has saved economies before, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason they have them. Right. It's to avoid that, that death spiral, which can happen so fast when, when things are just going full force. So you keep using the uh, the, the GME um, as as your your baseline for what you think is going to happen. I'm actually starting to think that this might be more like Tesla. Oh yeah, yeah. Because look at the look at what you have. You've got a fanatical fan base. Mm-hmm. You've got a leader that they all love. Mm-hmm. As people love Adam Aaron. Oh, I love him. You've got a stock that's heavily shorted, kind of the same way Tesla was, and you got a group of people that don't want to sell. Oh, that is true. I. I I see this as being something that's going to take a lot longer to hit some of those astronomical figures. But if you look at, I mean, Tesla split four for one, right? It's trading at 605 right now. Right. So it would be 2400. Yeah. So yeah, 1K is not out of the question. But here's the thing, right? Here's the other similarity in my mind. Uh, the number of outstanding shares in Tesla right now. I was I was actually doing the same thing. Where I've actually been thinking a long time, something we might do start doing here in the shop is set the arbitrary number of a billion shares and translate stock prices so we can actually compare two companies. Well, you use market cap for that char- uh, characteristic or for that comparison. Well, I want to I want to compare share prices. Yeah, market cap is how you do it. It's the outstanding shares times the price of the share. So, like Tesla has a half a billion, almost six hundred thousand, uh, six hundred billion market cap. It has 963 million shares outstanding. It has twice as many shares as AMC, roughly. So, but if they if they did the four for one split, they'd have less shares. They'd have slightly less. But if you look at GameStop, GameStop had a really limited number of shares to start with. I think yes. there was, the float was like what 67 million or somewhere around there. Yeah. So that's why my like Tesla was a much much bigger company had a lot more shares outstanding. I, I, that's kind of why I look at that as more the, the thing to compare it to. I also think that's going to make it take a lot longer. Look at look at Tesla's one year chart. Yeah, it's it's a solid chart. <laughs> it took a while, right? It didn't. It's not something that happened overnight. Yeah, yeah. It went from fifty uh, at the end of September in two thousand nineteen, and then it just kind of went crazy from there. I I sure hope I sure hope you're right. <laughs> I really do. The reason why I thought of it like that is because you made the point with GameStop to where like nobody's selling still. People are still holding it. Yes, it held its value. Yes. Um, and Tesla's held its value too. Tesla's losing value now because fucking Elon Musk has turned out to be a, a, an insane megalomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> like People are actually pulling stock out of Tesla and then using that to buy more AMC, more GameStop. So you're getting people who already had the mindset of hold, you know, hold forever. They've done this before. Yes. And you're getting that same class of people now into AMC. No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's good points. It's good points. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the main the main part of agreement that we are in is we're we're seeing new mentalities enter the market. It's almost like new ideas mm-hmm. are able to take root because of social media. So the the buy and hold mentality has never been in every retailer's head at the same time, as far as I know. Right. And it's not even that. It's just the ability to share all the research. 
yeah, yeah. Oh, look, look what I found about you know. Yeah. This, look at this chart. Look at what this analyst company, what their metrics are saying. Yeah, it's it's all shared and everybody's supporting each other. And that basic core idea of we're all going to buy and hold this. Mm-hmm. It, I don't think we we've really it's it's been at least within the past ten years that that's the coalesced into into being. And I, uh, I must, I must, I missed it with Tesla, but I think you're, you're dead right. It's, it's that mentality. Doesn't matter what the company is making profit wise. Right. Or not making at that time. <laughs> <laughs> when Tesla was running up, it was not a profitable company. Right. They were only profitable very recently. Uh, exactly. Exactly. And, and AMC is not going away anytime soon. Uh, how much money they have on hand? They got enough to last the operations through 20. 22 without taking any revenue in yeah they raised a ton of money on on some stock sales before yeah. it got to this price <laughs> and everyone thinks uh, adam aaron did that so they can get more apes in there and cheap <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, have, I have a hard time believing that uh, the retailers that now own that company are going to vote for anybody but him to be the ceo oh god no he's got a history of turning these companies around this is just like with ryan cohen taking over gamestop and me getting excited about that like this is yeah I, I love this guy. I love what he's done. I love what he's done with his other companies, uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines, uh, Hyatt. Uh, I think there's a couple other. Hell, he even made the Sixers turn around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn, the guy's a miracle worker. <laughs> you can make the Sixers profitable. You can make us. You can make AMC. Right. And asleep. That's, and that is the great thing and, and something you do want to see. We saw it with GameStop or seeing it with AMC is that somebody's stepping in and they're willing to say business as usual is not taking us into the future. Mm-hmm. What can we do to become a business that will be profitable in the future? And I don't know if you've been paying attention, but I am a huge movie goer. I love movies. I love almost every type of movie. Uh, I'm the sucker that gets the the subscription plans to the movie theaters. And we've seen a shift since I was a kid to uh, bigger seats, reclining Mm -hmm. seats, a bar in the movie theater, actually good food for sale at the concession stand. It's become now. Now you got them to where you can actually have dinner there. You have dinner there. Uh, They've got these D box seats that actually move and rumble with the film. Mm hmm. It's just, it's just such, a, it's becoming such a, a, a bigger experience than it was when I actually fell in love with it as a kid. Right. That, that with the everything reopening, this is just like the timing couldn't have been better. And I, I think Adam Aaron has a big part to play in the timing and having it all line up like it has. Mm-hmm. I think he's very savvy. Oh, yes. I agree with that 100%. You know, uh, pushing, pushing back the, the count to the June 2nd. When the summer gets more in swing and, and all the theaters will be open, well, that, it's not. It's not that necessarily, man. I think it. I think they saw something when they did their share count. Yeah, that they didn't want to quite share yet. They wanted to double check it. Mm. Now that is some tasty speculation. It is hundred percent speculation, but I think that he's going to be dropping some kind of bomb coming up here soon. Ooh, I think. Uh, God, what was the tweet? He was tweeting uh, with Trey's Trades. If you haven't, guys haven't watched the his YouTube channel, I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, that's where we get most of the price targets that we're talking about when I was saying mm-hmm. that we need to cross 1450, when I said we need to cross 1120. Uh, getting that from watching him. Uh, great, great channel. 
won't return our calls, but you know, <laughs> what can too, you do? too good for us, but that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> but he had Adam Aaron on his show and was chatting with them. He did like an hour and a half special with them. Uh, and he's still, uh, he's got another one set up to do here soon. And uh, during that time when he was DMing them back and forth, Adam Aaron like specifically told Trey that the shorts should be shitting themselves right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he said that lightly. I don't think he no. said it. And that was a couple weeks ago. I think he meant that. Yeah, it was. That was when it was looking like it was going to break through fourteen. And we didn't break through fourteen that first time, but I think we know now why. Finally, Wanda, the uh, the Chinese company that that owned a large stake, they dumped the uh, thirty million shares into the market. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of fud about how uh, you know the stakeholders sharing are selling their shares. But you know what? They were going to sell. Now they're not anymore because they've already sold. Yeah. Now, what's going to hold it up? What's going to stop it from going past fourteen fifty? Well, we just saw today nothing. Nothing. Yeah, it it closed above sixteen, and it has stayed there as we've talked. When I was uh, when I was looking at uh, Virgin Galactic, I, I can't remember if I was talking with you or if it was on the show. Asked if I was going to sell after the uh, the test flight, and mm-hmm. he said, "You know, I don't think I am anymore because I think everyone who can sell has." <laughs> yes, you've yes. already gotten out at this point. <laughs> like, why? Why? Why sell it now? Nobody left but the holders. <laughs> well, oh, and and you you nailed that. Uh, I know you it took a lot of patience to get there, but you you definitely nailed it. The that successful test flight bring bring everybody back into the stock. It took a yeah, that was a lot. That tried a lot of my patience. Oh yeah, yeah. So what <laughs> what is the AMC theater successful test flight? Uh, I think when Adam Aaron comes out and tells everybody how many shareholders there are. And when he says a number over a hundred percent of the float that they own, <laughs> I, you know, I think, I think it's uh, I think we're going to see the, you know, obviously we're, we're seeing rising stuff and, and I'm going to definitely be a bull about it and say it's going up, up, up. I definitely feel like we'll get a particularly positive bump when Hollywood actually starts spitting out movies again. And they already are. They're already putting them out, but not like with the regularity they used to. Um, the, the fast nine. I think was doing phenomenally well overseas. It hasn't even debuted in the States yet. Yeah. Yeah. I know Mortal Kombat did great. Uh, they just did the, the Top Gun tribute where they played the old Top Gun. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to alienate any listeners, but uh, I'm just uh, not the biggest Tom Cruise fan. Uh, yeah, I, know I was a either. Goose fan and, and we all know how that turns out. Spoilers, yeah. Goose dies. <laughs> dude, dude, you can't spoil movies on here. <laughs> movie came out when I was five years old, Kyle. Dan, if you're going to spoil movies, that's counter to the cause. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know what? In The Sixth Sense, Bruce Willis was an actor the whole time. <laughs> there's, there's, you know, we mentioned uh, uh, Virgin Galactic. Uh, we talked a bit about GameStop and... Mm-hmm. and what we saw in the past with that. That's another thing that I wanted to point out too, that you should be keeping an eye on. Uh, when, if AMC does pop off, like everyone thinks it's going to, it's going to drag every other heavily shorted stock up with it. Yes. I'm talking about Bed Bath and Beyond, Virgin Galactic, uh, NNDM, Jumia, all those uh, companies that were hitting those ridiculous highs back in January when GameStop was running through the roof. Uh, there's a reason for that. That's because they were all getting squeezed. Yes. If uh, if companies are getting 
the hedge funds are getting margin called and being forced to buy back the shares of AMC. They're getting forced to buy everything back. Everything they've been shorting. Yes. I actually made quite a lot of money on Bed Bath & Beyond. Yes, you did. Naked call <laughs> options when GME was squeezing. I did it I did it two different days where like it was just it was the volatility was crazy. It was going up down, up down like $10, $15 a share. Yeah. And and I managed to time it right where it was like, okay, it's down by the calls. Oh, it's up the next morning. Sell, sell, sell. Oh, it's down again. Buy a few more. I was like, oh my God. Okay, like I got the cheat codes. Uh, doesn't that feel good? Yeah. <laughs> God, we're gonna have to take another break after this thing happens because we have to reset ourselves again. Yeah, because markets don't behave like this. Not normally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and speaking of, they're gonna have to sell a lot of stuff to cover this. So I'm looking yep. to buy some puts on the S&P. Uh, I do believe there will be some hurt. I think once you see it really start to take off, that's that's the time to start grabbing a couple of those. And we might not be that far away. Uh, I'm watching it right now. We're at 1688, still climbing. GME at 217. Yeah, these things, are, yeah, still continuing to go in after hours. Uh, oh, I love it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do if it does uh, hit 500, 1,000, 10,000? Uh, I'm I'm gonna sell some shares, and I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and wait out the the market crash <laughs> and buy back in, start playing the wheel, and be a professional options trader. Fucking a right. Now that's something else we should probably cover in this too is uh, the exit plan. Mm-hmm. Got to have an exit strategy. And. I think we we talked about this a little bit before. I'm not going to spend too much time on what we're planning on doing. The main thing I want to say is that uh, don't let anybody, you know, make you feel like you have to hold. Um, obviously, it works better if everybody holds. But, man, if you're seeing life-changing money, uh, fucking take it. Yeah. And don't feel bad about it. Yeah. No, Nobody's going to fault you for taking care of you and your own. Right. There is so much peer pressure right now mm-hmm. to never, never sell, never, never say sell. Right. And something George Papazov said, you buy the shares, you are now a seller. If you're holding, you're just waiting to sell. Yeah. You've already spent your money. Yeah. And you don't get any money until you sell. Right. So yeah, if you see some life changing numbers, it's okay to take those numbers and change your life. I said, Trey said he's waiting to see three days of lower lows and lower highs lower highs three consistent days where it's trending in the downward direction to make his to sell his stake off of his exit yeah yeah i think uh, a lot of the people are holding ridiculous number of shares that's kind of what they're planning for to give everybody a chance to to try to cash in uh, for as much as they can which i appreciate because i am not a millionaire (laughs) but i would certainly love to be one but i can tell you right now if i see life-changing numbers and i don't have to go into work the next day i'm taking it Right. Wouldn't that be such a great phone call to make to your boss? Yeah. I don't <laughs> pee on his desk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know you hated your boss. Oh, I don't hate him. It's just might as well give him a good story when I leave. <laughs> <laughs> this is about me. You're actually a cool guy. Sorry. <laughs> but you only get one epic story to tell and you gotta make it good. Yeah, here you this this will this will leave my mark on this place. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so the the slow the slow Tesla squeeze does definitely sound more attractive to me, but uh, I'm always I'm always a little skeptical. Yeah, what we what, the difference between Tesla and AMC I feel like is the amount of institutional investors that were jumping on the Tesla train. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I feel like AMC is completely retail driven. Uh, I would disagree with that. I yeah? don't think there's actually been quite a bit of institutions jumping in. Look, retail can't drive the stock like like the moves that GameStop was doing and that's the real swing of things. That was institutions getting involved. That was big money. That was whales. You think whales were buying at $200 a share? I think that uh, any hedge fund that wasn't short was trying to do whatever they could to fuck another one over. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so so not, not necessarily caring so much about the profits of the trade, but more that they're eliminating some competition? It, was, it would have been both. Let me see if I can find the institutional ownership. I don't know if I, because I don't have a, I don't have a subscription to Fintel. I'll see what it'll actually show me. Uh, so let's see. Vanguard Group. Vanguard Group, as of 2.10, they filed a 13G purchasing 7.6 million shares. I don't know if that's when they purchased it. That was That's the current number of shares they have now. Sorry. Uh, they currently have 7.6 million shares. Okay. Uh, BlackRock has 5.9 million. Okay. Uh, Mudrick Distressed Opportunity Drawdown Fund, the second, has 4.6 million. Uh, Middleman Investment Management LLC, 2.2 million. Greenvale Capital, 8.6 million. Um, let's see. Yeah, these are all from the last year, roughly. And I don't think it lets me see everything. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of big institutions that own this. Let's see. Here's some new filings. 212,000 shares from an equity index account, BlackRock variable, 47,000 shares, Lincoln variable insurance products, 324,000 shares, MC Jacks, 46,000 shares, uh, Advanced Serial, 27,000, TLSTX, 6,000, TIAA, 11,000, Goldman Sachs, 14,000, some other long string of number or letters, uh, (laughs) 500,000. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, I think there's a lot of institutional investments. Citadel Advisors fucking bought a quarter of a million shares. Yeah, Fintel. We'll share the link to that so you can take a look for yourself. But yeah, there's been a lot of. Uh, I think there's been a lot of institutional buying, and that's just good for us. That just means that uh, they see what we see finally. Yeah. Oh, that's great news. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Glad we did this special. Now I know. <laughs> and I didn't even have to <laughs> scroll through a whole bunch of pictures of apes with green eyes humping things. <laughs> like Richard Fine or Richard, what's his name? God, Light something. Greenfield. Richard Greenfield. Is that it? The asshole that called the stock a penny stock? Oh, I don't. I don't. Said it wasn't even worth a cent. It wasn't even worth a penny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's just getting eviscerated. God damn. That's the. The, the FUD for you that's that's starting to show up and get ready to see a lot more of that, by the way. what What is FUD? Uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Mm. Um, who's that uh, fucking guy on Fox? Chris, Chris something, Fox Business? Gasparino. Gasparino, thank you. He's, yeah, he, he G, Gasparino is claiming that, uh, or he's reporting on how uh, that analyst Greenfield says the AMC CEO is encouraging his online harassment. So yeah, the Greenfield guy is the one getting the... Greenfield is, but that, that guy is the one who's going on calling all the apes uh, clowns, saying that they live in their mom's basement, just talking shit to everybody, and then getting upset when people uh, you know fight back. Right. Like, oh, fuck you, dude. I started a fight, and they started hitting me. So yeah, somebody tweeted him and said something along the lines of like, why don't you report on all the naked shorting that's going on? And he said, well, if you want to pay my outrageous salary, then I'll report whatever you want. Oh. Oh. oh that's interesting. That seems like an admission. Yeah, right? You pay me, I'll tell you. I'll <laughs> report on whatever you want. 
So yeah, be careful what you listen to. I mean, and Reddit on Twitter and everywhere else, uh, you know, just uh, <laughs> be careful what you read. Be careful yes. what you believe. There's going to be a lot of bullshit out there. Yes. Kind of hard sometimes to tell what's real and what's not. Just watch the stock. That's what I think. Yeah. The stock it's, will tell you when it's done. And don't mention online that you, you're ever going to sell the shares because that'll make you a pariah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Although I was I was trying to joke about it on the Twitter, hoping to, to get a bunch of people talking shit about me, but I don't think it worked. I wouldn't do that, Dan. Please don't do that. <laughs> no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, there is. <laughs> That's the definition of it right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I won't try and start a flame war with the internet. <sighs> Please don't. Uh, go pick on Chris Gasparino. That okay. guy deserves it. What a loser. <laughs> okay, I better. I'll, I'll, I'll pull up Photoshop and start uh, looking. Look. Yeah, there you go. I've already internet searched uh, gorillas humping things. So, but that was for a different project. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find the one with Richard, uh, whatever the fuck his name is again? Greenfield? Yeah, getting rammed by a gorilla. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all over the place. You can't. Not a penny. <laughs> good stuff. So, yeah, I mean, God damn, this thing looks really good right now. This just looks like it's ready to fucking go. Yeah, while we've been talking, we've watched it bounce around 16, and I haven't seen it up here since, what, January? Yeah. Yeah, I think fourteen fifty, fifteen sixty. Just recently is probably the the highs before that. You no, know, we still have some time in the after hours, and and you, it's tough to trust after hours because usually you get such a big bid ask spread, but it's stayed pretty tight. Well, you got to look at the volume. Uh, it's hard to judge after hours because usually the volume's super light on it. But if you start seeing you know ten million shares traded, and it, uh, that gets to be a little more, I guess, uh, usable data. It's not necessarily noise at that point. Mm. Well, I don't know how to read the on balance volume to tell me how many shares have been bought after hours. Um, ah, that's hard to say. Just watch the volume change. You know, it's going up by 100, 76, 100. So, yeah, before when it was ticking up during the trading hours, it was going up by 100,000. Okay, yeah, and it, it hasn't seen comparable volume. No. We got We got one spike up to about a million shares. Well, anyway, I'm really excited. I'm excited to see what happens. I hope Kyle's right that this is more analogous to Tesla. Or is it analogous? Whatever. I'd take either or. <laughs> <laughs> than GME. But either way, we're we're in for an exciting ride. Everybody's holding. This thing has been shorted. I don't think hedge funds can update their business models fast enough. You know, there's plenty of them out there that are, I think, I still still shorting GME. I think a lot of it's cockiness too. Right? Like, yo, we're not going to change. I'm not going to change what I'm doing yeah. just because you came along. I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what's next for AMC? I think the next big resistance level is somewhere around 20 bucks. Yeah. That's 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 the the common theme that I've come across is is the next resistance is at 20 and then sky's the, little, sky's the limit from there. And then, um, you know, Trey pointed this out on his video too, and he's been spot on where he, he, if it gets rejected the first time, don't don't panic. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes. It seems to take about three tests before it breaks it on the fourth try. So it may take a few attempts to kind of finally push past that twenty. But once it does, then nobody knows where it's going after that. Right. This is this is the first. Uh, the, well, and if you look at the fourteen dollar line in March, it tested it, fell down, tested it again, fell down, and then as we know, the beginning of May, it, it tested it, fell down, and now it's just busted through in a meaningful way. 
And that's what you want to see. You want to see a breakthrough with authority. Yeah, you can actually, you could put a box, like, like Darvis talked about, the channeling in a box with 14 at the ceiling and nine something at the, the floor. Mm-hmm. And it just popped out of that box very with, with vigor <laughs> and a lot of volume. 200 oh, yeah. million shares traded today. Yeah, that we love to see that too. That volume is uh, is awesome. You know, sitting at 209,147,000 at the moment. So yeah, $20, here we come, baby. Yeah, keep an eye out on that volatility. I mean, it's not like you won't notice when it goes over 100. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it did what? You know, here's here's one other point that I just want to quickly throw out there too. Uh, similar to what GameStop did, where after the everything kind of ended, it ran all the way back down to 40 before it really taken off again. Yeah. Yeah, that might be. There's a lot of people that want to own this stock. Uh, whether it's for nostalgia or because they really do love the company. People who do sell and make a lot of money on this, um, that's probably going to boost that stock back up again once the squeeze does end. Probably going to be an opportunity to buy to buy more again. Opposite of a dead cat bounce. What, what do you call that? <laughs> a, a, a nine live rebirth? Reinflation? <laughs> uh, nine, nine lives do-over. <laughs> Pogo stick? I don't know. Flubber? Flubber. Yeah, so I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to say AMC gets to $250 and they shut it off. You think they're going to shut it off again? Oh, I I do. Why why would it be different? <laughs> I think if they do, they're going to have riots on their hands. Yeah. Did did Ameritrade shut off the buy on no, Jamie? No. Not for me. Robinhood yeah. did. I think Webull did. Some I know Robinhood did. did. I think some people on TD Ameritrade did have trouble, but I think they might have been trying to buy with margin. Mm. Uh, there will be margin restriction i think it already is margin restricted at this point i know owning the stock has caused my margin available margin to go up today quite a, quite yep. a bit <laughs> yep that's probably why i'm like uh, i don't i don't want the margin <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you're buying it don't buy margin holy shit oh wow my <laughs> my margins have almost doubled today <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> oh amc folks Oh, so it isn't restricted yet. Oh. Yeah, don't use margin to buy that stock, please. But Kyle, I can buy so much more. Yeah, but do you want the TD Ameritrade <laughs> to determine when they close you out? No, no, no. Yeah. I don't. I don't actually. I make a joke about it, but I wouldn't actually buy a bunch of stuff on margin. It's Margin's what I use when I've sold too many cash-covered puts and the value of the rest of my portfolio has gone down. Yeah, I use margin to tide me over to when I can put more money in. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm doing right now. What you're doing right now. <laughs> Yeah, well, why not? AMC just broke $17 a share. Oh, fucking A. <laughs> but it's uh, after hours. We'll see what it does tomorrow uh, when this jacked. episode is actually airing. <laughs> it could be at a very different place, up or down. Volatility is wacky at the moment. Well, is there anything else we need to cover? Um, do I need to make some ape noises or eat a banana on air to uh, appease I the I ape gods? Part. <laughs> I think I covered that part. Do we have any near-term catalysts coming up? Other than the the shareholder meeting, I think that's the major one, right? That's I, I feel it's a major one. I I'd like to see uh, some some development in blocking some of the streaming sites, some contracts that get streaming sites away from doing the dual release shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that AMC's opened back up, uh, if if we do hear about something like that, we're we're going to see a, a, some more money. Well, I mean, yeah, look at this way. How many people? How many people go to the movies because they can't wait to not see it, and they would rather watch it at home? I don't know. Because I, I think know. I think if they're like me, and if I didn't want to go to the theaters and I just wanted to, I just wait. I would wait till it came out. 
you would I'm going to be waiting one way or the other, right? Yeah, you're not you're not the the target consumer. Yeah, and I think the people who do wait, I mean, they don't care if it comes out now or if it comes out, you know, 3 months from now. They're still going to wait. They're not going to go see it otherwise. Well, my my fear is that people have really upgraded their home theater systems since the pandemic started and there's enough introverts that are like I got a good enough screen at home. Why do I need to go be around people and stand in line? <laughs> I don't know that there's enough of those. I don't think there are, but you know, I worry about it. But I, I would like to see. I am one of those, by the way. I know. I know you want. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. I don't think. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't think that that's necessarily a concern. Because I think those people weren't going to begin with. I don't think they were. I think. I think they may have been peer pressured into it by their friends. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, come on, come on, let's go to the movies. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, uh, that's yeah, that's happened before. Yeah. Oh shit. If you can counter that with, well, why don't we just pay the same amount of money, but we all go to sit on my leather couch and drink beers out of the tap and have some of those delicious fucking crab legs that I barbecued up this afternoon. <laughs> you know, that's what I. That's the competition I worry about. Is like the luxury home theater. But uh, I, I still, I feel like if news starts coming out that more uh, movie companies are making contracts with theaters to to not stream them early, because obviously Disney, they got their thing. That's a lock. You're not, yeah. gonna, you're gonna fight Disney on that. They, they're gonna do what they want because they can because they're fucking Disney. Let's end with uh, an email we got. We didn't get quite the response I was hoping for on the why I hold, but uh, we did get one from Adam Mendoza. Oh, so maybe I'll go ahead and read this. I'll I'll leave out the part about the meeting you at a pizza place. <laughs> that was the boss I talked about <laughs> earlier in the was. episode. Yeah. So so why he's hodling AMC he says I grabbed two hundred twenty one shares so far of AMC and would love to get more if my wife would let me. Funny <laughs> thing is, I'm in it for her and my kids. Yeah. If I can get at least enough out of this for her to stay at home, mom. Uh, to be a stay-at-home mom for a year, that's a win for me. Originally, I just bought at the end of January because of G- GameStop. Then I just kept buying because I'm stubborn and I like the idea of screwing the hedgies as well as the ape community. Uh, not screwing the ape community, I'm assuming. likes being part of that. <laughs> uh, originally, if I was to double my money, I was going to be happy. Now, who knows what I will get. But if it never squeezes, I'll be okay and I'll probably start trading more anyways. Hey! Uh, also, I believe the universe gave me a sign. I saw Dan at Peter Piper last week. Days off consists of watching Trey's trades and looking at charts, playing games all day. So when I found out about Dan having the podcast, it made sense because he says you're hilarious. I was oh. going to skip that part, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, skip skip the the, the decent yeah. human praise. Yeah, we don't need to get my head any bigger. Nothing about me. <laughs> uh, the fact was about stocks, and then him asking if I had AMC helped my conviction about the squeeze. Psychologically, I want to sell every time we have a green day, but I'm just going to wait for the moon. AMC 100K, Adam Mendoza. <laughs> Thank you, Adam, for your response. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's, uh, that seems to be a common theme uh, just from browsing through the social medias and seeing why people are holding. A lot of people want to fuck over the hedge funds. A lot of people are still angry about 2009, 2008, 2009 collapse. Yeah, you see a lot of uh, what was the one we we're seeing with the, the GameStop. Like, this is for my grandpa, you fuckers. <laughs> right, right. Or a lot of people, they just want to have some extra money to help their fucking families because it's it's a rough life out there. Well, look, the belief of this thing is that this is going to be the greatest wealth redistribution event in the history of the United States. It could very well be. It can be. If you just buy and hold. <laughs> I think that's a good spot to leave this on. All right, folks. We got to got to shut down the shop for the day. We're so glad uh, you came along for the ride. Uh, we hope 
we gave you some food for thought on the whole AMC situation, and and we're just uh, we're just so glad that y'all joined us, and we can't wait to open the shop up again, which we will do soon. But until then, happy trades. Bye, folks. Happy holding. Happy holds. <laughs> <laughs>